Welcome, everybody, to another emergency edition of the Intelligence Podcast. I am David Marver of Change the Potteries, joined by H.J. Preller. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hosting me in your neighborhood, Marver. I know. We're in Inland San Marcos, Inland North County. Thanks for making the four-minute drive from your Encinitas home here. Inland, yes. In- inland. To uh, just over this, what is that, Rancho Santa Fe, into what is technically San Marcos with San Alejo, but in any case, we're at Vine and Tap in San Alejo. Oh, the old and, garbage uh, dump. You know, I actually looked into that after you said that on a couple podcasts ago. There was some area of this which was a garbage dump, but most of the homes are not built on the garbage dump. My house is not built on a garbage dump, thank God. But you're definitely in the methane cloud. Uh, Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's another nickname for Padres Twitter up until today. (laughs) And I've survived Padres Twitter just fine. Speaking of which, we're obviously here celebrating Manny Machado signing with the Padres. Kind of surreal. I didn't know how to celebrate this morning when it happened. Definitely did not expect it. Um, what were your initial thoughts? I mean, it's great. Right? I mean, besides being super fucking. I mean, excited. this is this is everything we've asked for, and it really what we've worked towards for for years, right? I know. Like, when did we start talking about Manny Machado? I mean, it was at least a year ago. I've been talking about Manny Machado for a long. I mean, I think well, you talked about him. You talked about him as a, a Orioles player, but like as a as a as a target for the Padres. Yeah. At least a year. Well over a year, yeah. for sure. I mean, I think once the end of 2015 happened and you saw that it was like, I mean, it wasn't an all-out tank rebuild, but everyone knew deep down that they were doing this prolonged build-the-farm system, invest in international spending, come back and build back up. And I think when you're doing that, you start looking at, you know, who's going to hit free agency in those years. I mean, maybe other fans are different than I am not looking at that, but... I've been looking at the Manny Machado coming up, the Bryce Harper coming up in this free agent class and thinking it might make sense eventually once we have, you know, more people coming through the system. And, uh, yeah, it's all seemed to work out. By the way, we're joined right now with uh, by Corey Stewart. Arguably the man of the hour. Man of the hour. The man into Ron that, Fowler. The man that got things done. Interrupted Ron Fowler's dinner or nightcap drink. <laughs> he's, he's saying it's not true. But, uh... I mean, he did it, though, right? He, he sh- did. He I don't did. know if you shamed him or if you... Uh, I don't know what you did to him, but... The catalyst, I think, is the, the correct terminology. But he we're looks, getting him a mic. We're he getting looks him a like mic. he does not want the microphone. I don't think he wants the mic, but we're going to give him a mic anyways. Is this thing on? It is on. Welcome. I love that you guys are just... just Posted up at a table in the middle of the restaurant. I figured, oh yeah, they're going to be like on the back porch or something like that. You no, know, this place no. is a, a lot busier and more popular than I thought. Because when I picked it, I thought it'll be quiet, it'll be nice, and we're just yeah. being a spectacle. Right I here, was right celebrating. in the middle. Yeah. I was just stoked because I can walk here. I literally just walked here from my house. So like, I was when you proposed it, I was like, yep, let's go there. <laughs> no need to get in the car. I can drink bubbly. Oh, I and shotgun a beer on Padres Twitter and still get here just fine. I can so. crawl home from here. Yeah. It's fantastic. Which, where, where are you? Right there. Oh, nice. I'm yeah. over that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. So this is a real exclusive for us. You had a photo with Ron Fowler this weekend. Can you can you describe the situation? Where Like, where, where, where does Ron Fowler eat? Where were you? Was this like a birthday dinner for you? Uh, it was uh, like a family get-together dinner type of a deal. Uh, we were at Pamplemousse. Yeah, Pamplemousse. Okay. Uh, I believe it's Pomplamoose, oh, <laughs> for those of you who didn't take French. Pomplamoose, is that what it is? Pomplamoose. Pomplamoose, okay. I think it means pomegranate in French. I think that's what Pomplamoose really? is, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, uh, okay. The logo is a goose, right? Yeah, it is. It might be goose. Yeah. My French is long, long, <laughs> long lost. You, you haven't, no you haven't dined there before, have you? I have not been there before, no. That's no. shameful. But I haven't been there in a long continue. time. Uh... So yeah, so anyway, so we're, we're having dinner, and uh, I, I I went to the bathroom. I, I came back to our table, and as I was going to sit down back in the booth, I look over, and there's this uh, table of four that's getting up and leaving, and the and I'm and I'm looking, and I'm going, I think that's I think that's Ron Fowler. Like this is just in my head. I'm just I'm looking, I'm staring at him, looking, I'm going, I, uh, yeah, I think that's him. So. I just left the table. I didn't say anything to anybody. 
because <laughs> I was like so focused, and I just I kind of ran around the corner. And the two people that were there, there was a couple with him. I did not recognize either one of them, and his wife didn't recognize her. And they had obviously got up before him, so I'm I'm, I'm watching him because he's trying to get up because he's got his cane and all that. And I asked the and the hostess was kind of waiting for him to come out to say goodbye. And I looked at her and I said, like, I said, that's Ron Fowler, right? She goes, Yeah, yeah, that's Fowler. So so he walks up and I was like, Mr. Fowler. And he's like, yeah, and I was, and it was really, really nice. And it said, "Hey, would it be cool if I got a picture with you?" And and he was, and he's like, "Well, you know, I, I, he's kind of being real self-deprecating. Like, I don't know why anybody would want a picture with me." D- didn't he call himself a villain? I thought you tweeted that that that, that's, that he well, said no, that something like, like, like I thought that, I was seen as a villain. Or yeah, something. that was just kind of. Yeah, I don't know if that was exact. I don't think he's. I don't know if he said villain, but it was kind of like, well, why would anybody like? Yeah. It's really weird that the, got, the best Padres owner of all time would say that. <laughs> by the way, yeah, but, yeah, it was just kind of like new uh, title as of today. It sounds like yeah, no, I, I, I was like, look, you know, it, you know, that ends if you just do this one thing. It's like, I said, we just want one. Just give us one, please. You and, did it. Yeah, so and he did it. So, but so we we turn around, we take the picture, and then when we finish up the picture, he says to his uh, the the people that he's with, he's like, yeah, he's like this guy's a big Padres fan, and uh, and and he wants a third baseman. So he didn't mention anything about he didn't allude to Harper, or he didn't you know. But when he said the third baseman, I was like, oh, so, and then, so it's like an interesting point though because there's been question on like what what motivated them, right? Because. The last time we podcasted, I don't think this was even on the table at that point, right? Like the the White Sox seven one seventy five offer hadn't hadn't leaked, and as Padres fans, we we just thought it was a fantasy that wasn't going to happen, right? At I, that time, I mean, um, bet- between his direct comments that he's had on ten ninety before saying that. 10 years, $300 million is something they won't do for Manny Machado, which they've now done. Right. And then also the debt reduction article at the beginning of this offseason, which we can talk about again as being kind of misplaced and doesn't seem to make too much sense now. I think all of us were, or at least I had it in my mind that this was not going to happen. I was still rooting for it, and obviously I still changed my my avatar on Twitter to say, you know, change the Padres or whatever. It's a bit, right? It's a bit, <laughs> yeah. but... Certainly did not expect it. No. Well, I mean, the question is, do you think he was shamed into it? Like, like did? I don't want to take. I think it's silly to take like personal credit or anything. Like it. But but do you think that the media outcry, the fan outcry, the season ticket holder outcry motivated Ron? And what I found interesting with your story at the at the Pomplemousse Grill in Del Oh, which Mar- by the way is grapefruit in French. <laughs> Pretty, pretty close to pomegranate. I'll take yeah. it as a win, yeah. but not exact. Yeah. Um, what 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 he told you and kind of the tone he had of like I'm the villain in this town tells me that stuff that's been said about him has kind of gotten to him a little bit, and, and I think that's a little curious. I I I think that Padres Twitter made a huge impact on this. I I think that the debt reduction article was a huge impact. I thought I think that they when that article came out and it was AC so I think that they thought okay we're gonna put this out and instead people are gonna go oh well oh god we feel bad for you guys but hey they're gonna spend next year and everybody's like no yeah. absolutely not this isn't cool at all this is even worse I mean that was a that was such a disaster for them and the turning point I I, uh, yeah, think, I, I believe so too right? I, I think I think that was the turning point. And I, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to say Padres Twitter did anything. And and I you hear guys like Dots that say the Padres don't listen to us, right? But I think that what they do listen to are the people that listen to Padres Twitter. Like they don't care what I say. They they care marginally what you say. I don't know if they care what you. They probably care what you say. I, I don't think that they care. What I, I, I mean, I mean, Wayne did call me. Or Wayne did call me, and we did have a phone conversation because of something that I tweeted. Right. I mean, we've all had we've all had conversations with Wayne. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I just think it's more of a. Uh, I just I, I, there there was so many people just pounding and pounding and pounding. It it has to get old after yeah. a while. And, and Padres Twitter. I mean, what it is is it. We, we put out stuff, right, and it's amplified. And at some point, people like Scott Kaplan or Darren Smith or uh, 
wildly effectively wild podcast. Effectively wild podcast, right? Ben and Woods too. Ben and Woods, right? Padres Twitter, all the that time. stuff gets amplified. Yeah, and, and they listen to Padres Twitter, and I think Wayne then hears Ben and Woods talking about it. So to think that we are powerless and we're not a voice that's listened to, I think is is silly. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think cause and effect is really hard to ascertain sometimes. And sure. I don't want to take. And, and there's a lot of factors, right? Here, and, well, I mean, the main thing to me is. Whether or not we influenced it all, it doesn't matter to me. Like, at the end of the day, you know, we have Machado now, and I think the credit should go to ownership for that. I mean, for so long, we've been blaming them for everything that's gone wrong. Absolutely. And not taking any of the other excuses they've thrown out there. So, it's I think it's time to say, hey, they're they're ponying up $300 million for Manny Machado. I mean, at least $150 million if he opts out after year five, which we'll talk about. I think he will opt out. But in any case... The fact that they're doing it. Hey, were you the one that said James Shields would 100% opt out of his contract also? Yeah, I, I think that was. <laughs> let me check. Yeah, that was me. That was okay. Me. Yeah, yeah. But I think you also <laughs> said Eric Cosmer was a slam dunk to uh, opt out of his contract as well. So, so that'll probably happen in four years, right? I don't Hopefully. remember the Cosmer one. But in any case, I guess what hey, I'm getting at. Check the tape. Check the tape, Marber. Uh, I guess I'll summarize it in three ways. One, we certainly couldn't hurt the cause, right? Like... By being vocal and expressing our opinions, and a lot of times what we would do is we would actually make it, it wasn't even like name calling, you know. Like there are ways to express anger that don't add to the conversation, and there are ways to plant ideas that people can latch onto, and and you know it becomes an echo chamber. And Ben and Woods talk about it, and Darren Smith talks about it, and soon other people have that idea. I think that's the better way of approaching it. Whether or not it did anything or not, I don't really care. It didn't hurt, right? It certainly didn't hurt. We're here now with Manny Machado signed, so. I'm very happy with all the effort that we put in, whether or not it works or not. Yeah. But the main, the main thing is just that I think it's important we really credit ownership on it because if we don't, you know, there's less incentive for them. For example, if if Manny Machado in three years' time has fallen off a cliff and isn't the same player... Bite your tongue, Marver. I'm just throwing this hypothetical out there because it's a real, it is a real possible outcome. Ownership deserves no blame for that. Maybe for hiring A.J. Preller, who chose Machado over Harper... I mean, that's still splitting strings at that point in time. Like, I feel like anyone who's anyone could admit that Manny Machado right now is on a Hall of Fame trajectory. And if you're going to invest $300 million in anyone, he's a pretty damn good option. Oh. And ownership deserves a lot of credit. So, they're just very happy about it. A lot of credit. Yeah. That, that, all that the credit. Check and, and, is just amazing. I, like, yeah. I, I'm still just floored that this team is the one that did this. You know, you know what I find hilarious, by the way, is last offseason, the Padres really pursued Otani hard, right? And. Maybe we thought it was some of PR gambit, but they did all those small things like hiring his personal trainer, bringing in Hideo Nomo, and it didn't work. I love that the White Sox did that this year, and you know, got John Jay and Yonder Alonso as his brother-in-law, and that didn't work for them. Like I, I like that ultimately it comes down to money because that's what we've been saying all along. You just offer the most money, and you get the player, and that's that's what it's come down to. So, and it kind of seems like from what I was reading today, like like the, they were at two eighty. Is, and then, and then all of a sudden, the White like, Sox well, well, or the, the Padres, yeah, Padres, yeah. and uh, like uh, they were real close. And then the Padres are like, okay, here's another twenty yeah. million. Because like, we were, wow. to- or you were told. I mean, we were told from a major national writer, right? That, yeah, yeah. Uh, they had offered two eighty, and that was uh, that was the point where I switched over from cautiously cynical about it to uh, I think it's going to get done because I heard two eighty, and I thought this is a slam dunk. I did think that the, his agent would hold out for $300 million. I think that it was likely that Lozano promised Machado, I'm going to get you $300 million, guy. Like, it's going to say that, and you're, I'm going to get you that. And he got it. Yeah. And, and to me, like, you know, on a per-year basis, to the Padres, that's, that's what, a $2 million difference per year? It's, yeah. It's not really significant, but to Manny Machado and to his agent, I think that it's a huge deal for them. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the White Sox's offer? Did you see it? Two hundred fifty million plus two, a couple options, two option years at thirty-five, but they were vesting options. Yeah, so they and vested he had to, on he plate appearances. Five hundred fifty yeah. plate appearances yeah. in that year. I mean, seems like a fair offer to be honest, but like, but you could totally see the White Sox just benching him, right? Just what? Just benching him, right? No, like like to not reach five hundred fifty plate appearances in year. Oh, eight. oh, oh. Yeah, I mean that's. Getting him at 537 I, plate appearances. I, I'm curious to see when we get all the details of the deal, because I think a lot of times overall money is overstated as like a major player. I mean, I think ultimately that's what it comes down to, but but there are many ways to, to, to judge value. And having an opt-out after five years, for example, on the Padres deal, 
if the White Sox weren't offering an opt-out or if they were saying, oh, it's you can only opt-out if X, Y, or Z, or they're offering a more limited no-trade list you know, than the Padres are willing to give them, you know, those things have value to the player that are beyond just dollars and cents. So it's, it's hard for me to, to really put that in context. I think the other part is, you know, I think there is more of a marketing opportunity here. I know we're not Chicago, but I just... The White Sox, to me, are like the, the Clippers of, you know, Chicago. It's they like, are. I mean, there's no question about it. They're obviously behind the Blackhawks, Cubs, and Bulls. So it's like... Oh, the Bears. And, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, NFL's above everyone everywhere. Yeah. But unless yeah, it's true. the Chargers. But, yeah. I mean, the but, White Sox are below the hockey team, probably, right? Oh, the Blackhawks are huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think there are... If they had a National Lacrosse League team, they'd be below the National Lacrosse League. No, team. probably not. But but <laughs> much more comparable. Whoever's yeah, anti seals, <laughs> we can't trust his opinion on that. I'm this. not anti seals. I'm just not the biggest <laughs> lacrosse fan in the world. Let's go seals. <laughs> yeah, but in any case, um, did we force you to abandon your wife? No, no. You? I don't, I'll, I'll go back over there in a second. But I, there, there is one thing I want to say about yeah, uh, sure. the, the White Sox thing. Is that it's it's hilarious to me. A Chicago team that they've got to explain to their fans that they got outbid by the Padres. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I mean, yeah. how painful is that? It's like, really the best part. Yeah. Oh, it's so great! It's so great. And and what's and the and what's funny was was the day before was the Cubs saying, "Oh, yeah, we can't sign anybody. We have no money." Yeah. What? You're the Cubs. You have no money. No, you have all the money. This it just feels so is, weird right now. It does, oh, and it's yeah. one of those things where like, uh, and like no one has and, been more vocal than us on just trashing Ron. Uh, only oh. four, <laughs> only like three days oh. ago, I created Valentines about how poor Ron Fowler is, and and now we're ready to. I once made an, a, a a gif for Twitter that was Ron Fowler talking, and every time he talked, poop came out of his mouth. <laughs> That is an actual gif that I put on Twitter once, which got like a hundred retweets. Hey, is there new I did, docu- that, I did that, and he is the greatest owner we've ever had. I I think I'm on board with that. I made yeah. fun of uh, Ben Higgins when he said that, and uh, yeah, oh Ben I, got killed. I killed he him. Was, I got. I killed, killed him. And you for started it. the avalanche, <laughs> but he got killed for it. He got killed for it. And he, but it's and true now. It's true now. That was true. He right. deserved the avalanche at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it certainly didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. Yeah, it didn't yeah. hurt. No. Um, we've talked about it before. Machado is the perfect fit for this team. Um, Absolutely perfect. Like when you start looking into the window in the future, there's no one that improved the team more than him at this point. He solidifies the infield. He, the thing with Hosmer, right? Hosmer's. Let's say. Let's say he doesn't ever become the four-war player he is. If sure. he can handle defensively the position and you have an offensive juggernaut on the left side of the infield, you've got an on-base machine at second base, we can kind of live with Hosmer, right? Without him, with Ty France oh, at third base, it's difficult to live with Eric Hosmer at first base. I think an underrated part of this is how how much value you get out of the other deals because you did this. For example, if they didn't bring in Machado, if they didn't bring in any major name, their Cosmer contract to me is an albatross because it's a terrible use of money, right? It's it's a t- not not because he's not going to improve your chances of winning, which he does because he's he's an above average player, or at least average in my opinion. But it's, you- you're still not a very good baseball team because you don't have a star player. But it, once you bring in a star player, it's like the the win curve for WAR is not linear, right? Like as you get closer to being an actual contender, every dollar you spent has like it like a compounding effect, yeah, yeah compounding value to it. So. This claws back some of the value of their Cosmer deal because now we don't need to go out and look for an above-average first base, but not that we needed to with Naylor and Myers. I mean, there's still <laughs> questions as to the intelligence of that decision altogether, oh. but I think it does help improve. You know, to me, it makes the Garrett Richards signing look a little bit better. I was thinking that on the drive me, over here, It actually. honestly makes me a little bit more appreciative of the Ian Kinsler signing because I don't well, want to completely... Let's, let's I, crazy here. Thing, I don't want to completely write off 2019. I know that the pitching staff is terrible, and in, in fact, I believe it's the worst in baseball right now, but I can still squint and see a scenario where it's not that bad by the end of the year. Either, I mean, or, or not bad enough that the offense can carry the team to an okay record. Yeah, and at the risk, let, let's let's maybe shelf this discussion for later, but just going back to the fit that Manny is, he has no deficiency in his game. He's an absolutely sublime defensive player at both shortstop and third base, so you gain a little bit of flexibility. He's also 
has great power. He can walk. He strikes out a decent amount, but he cut that down last year, actually, if you go look at him statistically. He's 26. He's basically only played through his year 25 and a half season. So, I mean, that's just absolutely phenomenal to think about because you start thinking about, like, Hunter Renfro and Austin Hedges. Those guys are the same age. Older. older. Are they yeah, older? Manny older. Machado. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, like we were looking at them as the first wave. We just added a superstar to that first wave yeah. using sheer dollars. So... I look at it and in every way. I mean, he's actually even a decent base runner, and I and I'm sorry. I actually kind of like his dirtiness. Like, oh, I, I do too. I, I, I've been a big proponent of his <laughs> yeah, dirtiness. Like, well, you've been very pro steroids on the podcast, but like, it's not that I'm okay with kids lo- watching Manny Machado and learning to go slide cleats up into second base. That part I don't care for. But but the you know if the guy's foot is on first base and you just happen to land there and cleat him a little bit in the postseason meaningful game, you know. I think that's a totally fair play. It's like it's like in softball when there's like a pop up and the guy in first doesn't run to second and the batter doesn't run and you just kind of let it drop and turn two like that level of dirtiness. That's gamesmanship in my opinion. And the whole running, you know, the, the major concern is the not running the first base and the dirtiness and stuff like that. Man, I don't want a three hundred million dollar player sprinting to first base on a stupid freaking ground ball. You know, that's a terrible way to pop your hammy and not be healthy. And yeah, if there's did, one other did, uh... aspect of Manny Machado is that he has played more innings. In games and any player in baseball since he was called up, seven hundred plate appearances, which is tr- like Every tremendous. Year. It's uh, you know, after going through the Carlos Quinton and the Corey Lukies and the Cameron oh. Mabins, I can go on and on with guys we've given money to that couldn't stay on the field. You got the guy who can stay on the field better than anyone else who fills in all those other gaps I just talked about. It's a tr- it's an incredible day, like absolutely incredible day. So, I've been staring at my Manny Machado garden room out my window. <laughs> I work from home. <laughs> Like pretty much all day, just being like, man, when am I done with work so I can go shocking a beer for Potter's sweater? So, yeah. I got one last point to talk to you, Corey, about because I think you've talked about it as well as Marvin and I have talked about it. Um, Andy Green is the manager of this ball club. Uh, Andy, you, Andy you know, Green. I, the worst parts of Twitter and, and whatever, Padres Facebook have have talked about. Um, Manny Machado's Johnny Hustle comment, right? Right. Where yeah. He said, yeah, I am not Johnny Hustle, which in a way is directly referring to Andy Green, who is literally Johnny Hustle. Heart and Hustle. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and that, that's what Andy Green's all about, right? He's a guy who had marginal talent that was able to cobble together a few big league at-bats, stick around in professional baseball off of effort and heart and hustle, right? Right. And now... You've got Manny Machado, a bona fide superstar, uh, gifted with immense physical talents, a uh, you know top of the first round draft pick player. Do you, does anyone think Andy Green can manage him? I mean, we, we've all posited right that Andy Green is a temporary placeholder, and that we will bring in our forever manager to take us to the promised land. Like, wait, the, but the forever manager is already in the now in the dugout, right? He is sitting in the dugout. He's already in the dugout, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, that would be the guy that I would, I would just love to see just slide over. Well, like, and they could do it right now. And, and now we're like, investing okay. the future into a, a high-priced Dominican player, right? right? And our best players coming up are are Dominican players. The, the lineup from, I mean, there's so many guys, uh, Dominican uh, from Mexico. I uh, like, yeah. Well, uh, where's Tatis? Tatis is Dominican, right? Urias, yes. Mexican, Mexico. Yeah. Uh, all I know about Andy Green is that if at some point in April. Or may he calls for a sack bunt for Manny Machado? I'm gonna lose my fucking shit. <laughs> oh my! And it's gonna happen. You know, you know it's, I, yeah, I just yeah. like we all know it's gonna happen yeah. at some point yeah. in time. Yeah. And if it does happen, it honestly better be like the tenth inning. You know, it better at least make some baseball sense. It better not be like seventh inning. <laughs> you know, down a run. But we're gonna have a great gift yeah. <laughs> of Manny looking back over to the dugout, going like, "What the? What? <laughs> you know what? I, actually, I think." That might actually be the downfall of Andy Green if he calls for that sack punt because I could totally see Manny Machado not doing it, then getting shit from it from Andy Green and the team being like, "Well, it was, it was nice to have you, Andy. See you so later." When does the change happen? All Star break? Before then? I mean, I don't want them to have a bad start at all. That's the last thing. Yeah. That no, I want. no, no. I want them to have a great. Start. Yeah, I want them to have a great yeah. start. I would love to, to see them compete for a wild card this year. Like, yeah, yeah. And we were talking about the pitching. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't know that if Preller's done or not. We have no idea what. Right. The, no, it's the, not even. They, they could make some trades. He could still sign Heichel. He could still see. There are, there are guys still out there that he could bring in that could make the starting rotation decent. 
And the thing uh, is, I, I Logan Allen. Could, I mean, there's a lot of other possibilities. Yeah, oh, no, no, Logan no, 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 Allen can yeah. surprise us. Oh, Cal Quantrill could not be terrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing right. is, Paddock could start. I, I think we would all maybe agree that April and May are probably the months the Padres will be the worst this year because after that they're going to have Tatis, right, right. possibly Paddock, we Logan Allen, Quantrill. Yeah. yeah, Brian yeah. Mitchell dies. Jose Perella dies. Like all those things happen at once. That's but that's pretty morbid, actually. No, a baseball career dies. Yeah. Baseball career. Dies, you know guys. Mitchell's going to be in that starting rotation. He's going to be right there. there. No doubt. There is no. He'll be. He'll be number three. He'll it's be number three. It's him or Brett Kennedy, and, we, and oh, either way, I, we all lose. It can't be Brett Kennedy. Yeah. I, I'm willing to make a bet here on the podcast that Brian Mitchell will make zero starts for the Padres this year. You think so? I think this is. I think that's. Uh, I think that's. Uh, do you think Kennedy makes a start? That I don't know. Would probably not. Over? Probably not. Okay, so, so neither is, one of them. Wait, wait, wait. The thing is, you're predicting zero Mitchell starts and yep. zero Kennedy starts. Who, who's who's pitching? They might not be on the roster right now. That's part of this. So it's Lucas. Who's pitching then? There's there's Lucas not Lauer, Erlin, Erlin. Oh, oh my God, Bob Erlin. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Paddock and Allen. I mean. There's there's still a lot of Holy options. Matt Strom, they might still they still might do other things, but I'm I think this would change the mentality of the team going from potentially being one of those years where they're just developing players again and throwing Brian Mitchell out there who gives a shit. Let's see if he develops as a starting pitcher in the major league level. I don't think that mentality will exist this year. I think it will be business from day one as a hey, we're an average baseball team this year. We're projected to be 81 win team now, which is I think. Kind of what they're almost that, projected to be. According think, to the Vegas, yeah, oh, that's what they're going to jump to. Well, I mean, you add a player and, that's a five-war player to seventy-eight and a half wins. And I oh, think when you're, okay, and sorry. I think I when you're an average team, you don't you don't do those experiments. So, but it, to your point, if they start off hot in April and May, and then they bring up Tatis and Paddock and Allen and Quantrill and everyone else who's clocked, they're delaying by keeping them down. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they they have an actual chance now. What are the real odds of them winning the division? I, mean, I would say maybe ten percent or something. You know, not high, but I don't have to. You know, before they signed Machado, I would have said you know one percent, two percent. You know, so it's a fantastic day. They're going to yeah. fight though, and that bullpen, fight. And that bullpen yeah. is yeah. spectacular, right? And they, I mean, I think the, the and, part and that we're all understanding this, we too. We said this, right? They're a, they were a Machado away from being an interesting baseball team without Machado, like yesterday. This was a horrendous baseball team oh, that yeah, we had. So bad. Many of us had no desire to watch. I mean, I'll watch it. Like I'll crack a beer and watch it. Like I don't. Yeah. I'm a glutton for punishment. But this is just a world, worlds of difference. I think today. Yeah, and I, I also think there is something to lineup protection that we just haven't really talked about too much in the past. The fact that Manny Machado's in there now, for one, obviously. He's going to get pitched around. I mean, that's just how it is for the best pitchers in baseball. He's going to get lower quality pitches to hit. He's going to get on base a lot, and people are going to be on base for Manny Machado, which is going to com- just completely change the complexity of the pitches that everyone sees and the number of pitches that the opposing pitcher throws. Right when you have a guy who gets on base more often, obviously the pitcher's not getting out of the inning as fast, so he's throwing more innings to get or throwing more pitches to get through six innings, and that just accelerates everything. It just I think just looking at Manny Machado's wins above replacement doesn't do exactly the justice that it's going to do to the team. Um, there also is the veteran leadership angle. I don't know how much I I buy into that necessarily, but the more that you more than that you have in there, I, I would agree that maybe the better it could be. I'm excited to see him with just with that infield, just just, yeah. just with those young guys. Urias, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have Urias, you ever yeah. had a more exciting and, 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 and young infield? What's that? Have we ever had a more exciting young infield? Who is second base with Sheffield? Sheffield, Bip Hernandez. Was Bip at second was base? Was it Bip? Oh, that's pretty exciting. McGriff at first. Like, that's a pretty first. exciting that's a pretty damn good. That's yeah. pretty, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, Sheffield was a triple that's crown That's three borderline Hall of Famers. Yeah. 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 Hernandez was an all-star that year. Tremendous underrated player. Sheffield should be a Hall of Famer. He's not be, yet. Yeah. yeah. But Hanfield's we're looking, looking at that level, I think. Yeah. I think that's I mean, they're not... Of yeah, excitement, of excitement. I'm I not going to say production. I would say the median expectation is below that, but Ma- I would McGriff, say that McGriff the, the ceiling is above. Yeah. The, the ceiling is certainly above, sure. right? McGriff is better than Hosmer. Yeah. Tatis has a higher ceiling than Fernandez. Yeah. Bip was really good. Bip had a five, yeah, five to six war season with the Padres. Yeah. Like he, he had, he had it in him to be really good. Yeah, Urias might be a fair comp for him too. Yeah. Actually, but he's not as fast. But Bip had a lot of, uh, yeah. Bip had a lot of stolen base. Yeah, yeah. 
value. But Corey, are, are, we, are you? Na- <laughs> I feel very bad. <laughs> yeah, we've stolen you from your wife. Right? I- well, I should get back over there because I'm out of wine anyway. So. Yeah. All right, well, feel free to come back if you want. By the way, I would love to. For those of you on Twitter that want to follow Corey, it's at Corey A. Stewart on Twitter. You can find him by uh, looking for the picture of Ron Fowler posing with some random fan at at, uh, the Grapefruit Restaurant. Hey, last thing before you go. Yeah. On a scale of 0 to 10, how healthy did Ron Fowler look? Did he look healthy? No, he he looked really healthy. Yeah. Did he have a walker? Except for the knee. You know, which is a, obviously a problem, but uh, he looked healthy, though. And I'll, I'll tell you something that, uh, that I didn't tell many people. Um, he smelled amazing. Like what, Dracar Noir? No, 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 no. Like is something, polo, like polo something man? really good. Like, because when I, I leaned in there to get the, to get the hug and the and the picture, I was like, damn. Yeah, he smelled good. He <laughs> smelled really good. I think that's just patchouli. <laughs> patchouli. It might have been. <laughs> and incense. It, it might have been. Yeah, how are his pupils? Uh, <laughs> Well, mine were a little uh, yeah, at, at that point. So, did you tell what he was eating? No, I have no, I have no idea. Was, I, I literally saw him as they were walking out, so okay. I, I had no clue. Yeah, he, so he he'd probably been there before I even got there. Hey, so, so this was Saturday, right? no Friday night, Friday. Okay, so this was before the Reddit uh, post that you reported on about the private jet to Miami. Right? I just read what Padres Reddit was saying. Okay. Yeah, private jet to Miami. Uh, Padres, has Padres Reddit ever been right? They because I mean that was clearly wrong. Yes. Obviously, I, I no, would say we that, don't know that, do we? Actually, I would say that no, Padres, Padres Reddit is. The, I think they were correct about the Monterey series. You remember the uh, the Andy Green, Eric Hosmer. Uh, am I earning my paycheck now, Chief? Oh, yeah. I oh, well, I, I believe that. I just believe that was one hundred percent true. Well, didn't they also report on the? Uh, but the Mitchell thing that they had like yes, an altercation. Yes, Mitchell blowing up in Monterey. They had a big week in Monterey. Big, big. And you weekend. were there. I was there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you threw out the first pitch. Uh, that's a. You're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you had a fun conversation with old Wayne. <laughs> old Wayne Partello. I'm really sorry I didn't bring that up with him. I really am. I'll bring it up when I talk to him next time. That's fine. That's fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to have a beer with him in uh, spring training. <laughs> I, s- I swear. Oh, speaking That's of which, uh, are you going to spring training? Are you guys going to spring training? I will not be going to spring training. I'm definitely going to go this year now. Oh, you are? Where are you going? Haven't decided. My brother and I talked about it this morning. We'll figure it out. But okay, I'm going to the game on uh, March 2nd against the Giants. It's like a okay. noon game. That might actually work. Good, great. We've created we'll, a bond we'll, here. We can go have a beer with We will. We will. And now that we now that we see our our coastal and inland North County group here, we can all. Meet for lunch at Lourdes. We have oh. all kinds of opportunities. Lourdes is so good. There. I know. Oh, I know. It's fantastic. Is it the same owners as the one in uh, Cardiff? Yes, it's great. It's the uh, it's Excellent. the highest competitor for Jorge's for best um, chicken Texcoco soup. So, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Great. We're all such Mexican food snobs. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. yeah. We don't want to eat that mid-county to south-county food. <laughs> hey, look. We've got as, North as Mexican up here. As someone who lived in Delaware for three years, uh, all of the Mexican food oh. out here is tremendously oh, delicious. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, I was in Virginia for... Virginia and Texas for 15 years. So. Join the club. Yeah, I lived yeah. in oh. dumb D.C. and Arlington for 10 oh. years. Oh, yeah. did, you fresh, of, right? did you eat a lot of Chipotle? <laughs> a little bit. A little. I just never... Uh, what about Moe's? Yes. Go to Mo's. Yeah. Welcome did, to Moe's. Did it? Yeah. Did it make you feel awkward when you walked in? Because oh, yeah. I, I w- stopped eating there because I didn't like when you walk in. They yell, "Welcome to Mo's, and yeah. everyone turns around and looks at you. Oh, right. I don't yeah, like, like that. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I don't need that. Like I'm already eating yeah, unhealthy. I don't want attention focused <laughs> on me. But I'm going to eat this in the car and yeah. listen to sports radio. I'm coming here with ten pounds of food, yeah. go in my car and shove it into my throat. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows you like your anonymity, Jagoff. I love not, it. Yeah. yeah. Someone that came over here and took our picture while we were in trouble. Oh yeah. Now it's out. It's over. It's over for you. I guess I'm yeah. fired. Yeah. Well, it was uh, hey, thank good you to have you on. Me on. Yeah, oh, thank you for joining us. And also, yeah. thank you for doing the thank you for doing the Lord's work. With oh, because you did this. Jeff Dossett was trying to claim credit for this. I will take all of the credit for this. Yeah, you should. You deserve it. I begged. Yeah. I begged. Hey, go I'm get a beer you, on my. I begged. Go get a beer on my tab over oh, there. Oh no, no, no! I've got <laughs> a bottle of wine over there. I'll kill that. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thanks. Right. Thanks, man. All right, well, that was a good segment with Corey. So, Jagoff, what do you do now after the Padres? We have Manny Machado added to what we thought was going to be maybe a disappointing building 2019 team. What do you think they do the rest of this offseason? I mean, the, the, the interesting point is that it's February 20th or 19th, but there's still 
so many guys available. Do you sign any of them? What? How do you play it? I think I think we've got to look past this year, right? Yeah. 2019 is what it is. They're they're not going to win the World Series. Maybe they compete for the wild card. I mean, we're we're very excited for that. They're not going to win the World Series. So, at the point they're not going to win the World Series, what does signing Gio Gonzalez for one year get us? Right. Um, I think that the I think one thing that's important that we should talk about is Manny Machado is a huge piece, the biggest piece on the yeah. team, but it's not a finished product. And I'm not sure that sitting around waiting for prospects to come up and produce at a playoff level is still the best option, right? Yeah. There's there's work to be done, and I, I think you know today is a day for celebration. We're all just as optimistic as we could be, right? But you project it out into the future, and a lot of things have to go right for us to do nothing and still compete for a World Series championship because that is the goal. The goal is not to compete for a wild card. The goal should not be to have meaningful games in September. At this point, you've gone all in with Manny Machado. You've signed the biggest free agent contract in sports history. I, I don't think the goal is to be okay in September. I think no, I mean, we should be looking at what, what, what do we need to do to go from here to World Series champion, to 2018 Red Sox, right? Because that's what we're going against. We're going against the Red Sox. We're going against the Yankees. Astros. Right. And, yeah. And so, Gio Gonzalez isn't isn't the margin there, right? There, there's still quite a bit to do, and luckily, the Padres have a lot of extra payroll space to do that. They're still even after we, we I mean, we've harped on this, right? There's thirty million dollars at least between where the Padres are now and the league average payroll, which, as we've said many times, is the ante to become a world champion team. Yeah, that doesn't need to be spent this year. No, uh, and I, I think. So, a couple of things. One, the Padres made it clear, the ownership made it clear, Seidler and Fowler, that winning a World Series is their goal. Bringing a championship here is their goal. Very refreshing to hear that because it's a, it is a departure from their old, you know, semantics where they were talking about compete for a postseason berth every year. Yeah, or playing competitive games baseball in September, in September, right? That, that's what we've heard that, so many yeah, times. Yeah, those sort of things which, to you and I, and I think to maybe, you know, at least half of Padres fans, that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear a team that's going to win win the World Series. That is the ultimate goal. Losing the World Series is a failure still, unfortunately. Well, and this was it's actually a discussion that came up on Padres' Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. What's successful here? Oh, and a lot, there are a lot of people that think, well, if we could be the A's, that'd be great. You know, we made, no, the A's have been great, right? the A's. They, no, they, they haven't. Well, look, they made the playoffs four out of nine years, right? Sure. That's good. I won't say great. That's good, right? And there's the Rays. They're good. They made it to a World Series. They lost. I mean, we still throw parades for a losing World Series team. That's it's good, right? But I don't think that's what our goal should be. And I and I agree with you. I don't think that is ownership's goal. As of today, I don't think that's ownership's goal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one World Series title is success. Just one. I mean, if if you win one with ten years and you have Manny, that's a huge success. And, and like, how many times have we said flags fly forever? Yeah. And but I mean, the A's are a, not a good example. And I've made this point before, but Billy Bean has won one postseason series as general manager, and he's been the GM there since 1997. So, well, they're more the an example than Billy Bean has. Of what you so don't, what you don't want is to be a good team that makes the playoffs, satisfy the fans, and yeah. then, and then that's it, right? You want to win a World right. Series? Yeah, yeah, no. Every 100%. every fan should be saying, "What do we need to do to get from here to a World Series champion?" And, and so, and so, so like, that, what do you see? Yeah. I mean, we were talking about the pitching, right? There's no, no, obviously I'm, holes in the pitching going forward. I, I actually think on the position player side, I don't know. I don't know what we need to do. I, I mean, there yeah, is so, a, there's actually some likelihood that the position players we have now could be championship caliber. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. So a couple of things. Hey, One, quick, we've, quick, yeah. actually, quick aside. Yeah, Kevin Acey uh-huh. wrote a column about journeyman catcher Chris Stewart. Formerly of the Rockies. I don't know if you read it. Uh-huh. Did you read it? No. Kevin Acey said, and strongly hinted that Francisco Mejia is a AAA player, and that they would be pulling Chris Stewart onto the Major League roster for a, quote, veteran presence. What do you think of, what do you think of that? 
Because we've all assumed there'd be I, this Hedges Mejia platoon that would be good for both for development purposes as well as production purposes. And now AC, who we all know who his sources are, right, has said that Chris Stewart will be making this major league roster. You think that you think the plans change after you get Machado, or do you think this is honest to God the team's like intention? I, I'm not going to waste too much time on their third cat. Like I. If, it, if it comes not, to fruition and they don't start the catcher, season, though. yeah, I mean, if like, if they start the season without Mejia on the roster, and it's not for some service time manipulation reason, or it's not under the guise of look, we want Mejia to get regular to bats every single day with a new swing or a new approach to the plate, then I'm not on board with it. If if they're at least justifying it that way and saying like obviously Mejia is going to be our catcher or part of the catcher platoon with Hedges after June or July, whenever X or Y and Z happens, you know, I can I can. It's palatable, but at, going back to the whole what what to do now part, um, you know, for a long time I've been saying that you can't build over a one off season, right? That was the the major faux pas in 2015, and that was one of the things I pointed out for over a decade. If you go back to my gas lamp right. ball post, I've made this point forever. So I don't feel like there's any rush for them to go out and sign a Keiko or Gio Gonzalez just because, they're in, just because they're there, just because like, they're there, right? But. Now, that said, if Dallas Keuchel's stock is still dropping and you can get him for, you know, a reasonable cost for the next two or three years, I mean, there's there's some certainty that he's going to be at least a back-end-of-the-rotation type guy a couple years from now, if not someone who could potentially rebound and benefit from playing with, you know, what now on paper projects to be a pretty decent defensive team. So, but I guess for me this offseason, getting just Manny Machado would have been a tremendous win. Now the fact that you do even if it's at a potentially slightly negative value, have Garrett Richards for next year and Ian Kinsler, I think those are, you know, those moves seem much more justified to me now sure. that you have Machado. I I just don't think I would So like, looking beyond this offseason though yeah. what do we need? Oh, top of the rotation We need on. pitchers, right? Top of the rotation. Top on. of the rotation. Yeah, I mean, just I guess, go look at the competition. Go look at the Cubs. Their Cubs' fifth starter is Hugh Darvish. All of the Cubs starters are projected to have at least 2.8 wins above replacement this year. Yeah, you know, the, and the new Simborski zips came out for the Cubs, yeah. and their rotation is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they're 45 wins above replacement as a, as a unit, which is essentially a 90-win median projected team with upside, mind you. Right. A lot of young players still. So I I look at the Padres' rotation, and I see a clear need for multiple top-of-the-rotation arms. I'm not even talking... like. I still have expectations of Chris Paddock being a top of the rotation arm. I know some scouts say otherwise, but we've heard the people poo pooing Paddock since they got him. And when when we acquired him, I said he was a top hundred prospect at the time. No one believed me, but I've seen my high school arms come up quickly, like that. That you know had that sort of stat line. The so, thing to remember with Paddock though is that twenty nineteen is not his year. Like he's, he'll, he's, he'll be up this year. He'll be up, yeah. Innings, but innings limit, but I'm he's sure. very strictly on in innings limit. Like he's not going to be yeah. the guy that takes us to the promised land this year. No, he no, will come up year. and impress, hopefully. But but he's not a guy that's going to carry us through the playoffs, right? And I think a lot of people think, you know, you call up Paddock in June, and then maybe this team can really go places. But he's going to get shut down by July. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they honestly did say the same thing about Matt Latos, and then he got called up and was oh. absolute dynamite for the 2010 team. How did that work? How did that work? I mean, long term didn't work out, but in 2010 it was it worked out. He most led yeah, us well, to the playoffs single handedly. Well, how, how did that work out? Yeah. Long term didn't work out. He didn't lead us at the end of the season. No, it didn't lead us at the end of the season. But got shelled at the end of the season. But I guess he I actually single handedly led to us not not winning the division that year. Who started game 162 that year? Oh, it was late. It was Latos. It was Latos. Yeah, I mean, I guess well, that was the only start that he gave him more than two hundred runs, though. I think that whole year. Mm, I thought his September was shaky. Maybe, maybe it was. I'm misremembering, but I know he had a really he had long, incredible streak. run, incredible, incredible run. Yeah. 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 Um, but in, in any case, I look at the team and I and I feel like if if you look at the Astros, right, and you look at their rotation with Verlander and Garrett Cole, and the list really goes on and on for them, McCullers and so on. <clears throat> you look at some of the AL teams and what they've done. I think when you look at yeah. By the way, we're at Vine and Tap, and on the television right now is uh, it's Kenny Williams. Kenny Williams crying, crying behind his sunglasses. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, God, it's, wonderful. it's so it's so satisfying. <laughs> it's incredibly satisfying. I might have to retire to the bathroom for <laughs> four to five minutes, Marver. This is. I'll, I'll order some more beers. Oh God, um, here comes the general manager of the White Sox, Rick Hahn, complaining and complaining about his dumb president's failure to sign Manny Machado. It is really surreal. I'll have another one. I'll have another one as well. Belgian blonde. Yeah. 
Epic. I'll get the Epic. Uh, and and please ask this gentleman in the blue sweatshirt if he would like anything. It's on my tab. So, but yeah, I guess when I what I'm saying is I, I look at the teams that have won the World Series in recent uh, the recent past and the way they're constructed. And I look at the Padres, and even if Paddock breaks out, and even if Logan Allen ends up being a couple win above replacement player, they still need at least one other arm. So at least, at least, you know what would have been perfect—the Kluber trade. What was the In rumor? Cl- I don't remember the the rumor Kluber trade. What was the actual? Like, what would he actually cost us? I'm I'm curious. I don't know. I don't actually remember the specifics. But like, what would you give up for Kluber? Well, no. Okay, so Padres Twitter has some, I think, I think, extremely unrealistic expectations for what Kluber would cost. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if I was Kluber is literally a Cy Young caliber player who has put up immense numbers of innings each year. Like he's he's great. He's just great. He's probably gonna be a Hall of Fame pitcher. pitcher. (laughs) Yes, he is a great pitcher. Yeah, I mean, Um, and the other thing is he's not cost prohibitive and he's not signed to a long term deal. So like. A lot of things I think a lot very of, valuable. A lot of people thought, uh, you know, you give up Renfro and maybe you throw in Hedges. And like, like it, it was just silliness about that. But Kluber's, Kluber could really anchor this rotation. And, and to be honest, I always like Kluber better than Syndergaard. Um, Thank you. It doesn't matter the specific name. Like, we need one of those kinds of pitchers. Marcus yeah, yeah. Stroman, not the pitcher. The thing is, I wouldn't do like, it right now unless you did get to trade some of this things no. that we might call excess, right? I mean, this goes back to something you wrote for Gwintelligence, right? When you wrote about Syndergaard at the trade deadline. That was Chris Archer, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so you, you, let's say you do sign someone now. I think we're kind of all in ag- agreement it would be difficult to create a World Series champion in 2019. So you acquire a guy now, uh, a pitcher specifically. Uh, a position player is different, but a, a pitcher, you are also assuming that next year of injury risk, which is... With pitching is at not least twenty five percent, right? Least, uh, any pitcher twenty five percent. You trade for Syndergaard now. You're, I mean, yeah, he he'll, he may be great in twenty nineteen, but you're assuming quite a bit of injury risk by bringing him on a year early. Yeah. And so pitchers, unlike position players, do make sense to wait until you need them yeah. to try to bring them in. No, totally uh, agree. Right. Totally agree. That's I mean that's kind of the point I was going to make is unless you can trade from your excess that you have now, and I and I think we would agree that Fran Reyes, Hunter Renfro. You know, even Francisco Mejia, to some extent, on Austin Hedges, those guys are more. I, I would, I don't want to call them marginal because I still look at them as potential pieces. But when you look at the fact that we have Margot and Franchi Cordero and other guys that can plug in those spots, they become much more expendable. So if you can actually use the value of some of those expendable pieces and you know throw in a Morahone or whoever it takes from the minor league system, it will certainly take at least one top prospect, top hundred prospect, right, to get it done. Then yeah, then I. Then I think opportunistically you do it, but otherwise I wouldn't assume the one year of injury risk for this year because I think it's still maybe slightly unrealistic in 2019. Even if I can squint and see a scenario, I'd much rather have them concentrate it, you know, in Tatis's prime and Paddock's prime and Mackenzie Gore's prime. So well, and let's let's point out one point that we've talked about many times is that when you bring in a free agent, the only thing that you're giving up is money. Yep. And we've talked about this many times. The stuff we've written has supported this through evidence that money that you save year to year, it never gets rolled over into the future. It, 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 it gets given out as uh, ownership dividends or ownership payouts. It doesn't It doesn't go into this bank account. That There's you're no slush spend fund. The, yeah. Right. I mean, that would be great if it did, but evidence shows that that doesn't happen. Sure. So when you sign a guy like Manny Machado, that money wasn't being spent on anything. It wasn't going to benefit the fans wait, wait, wait. at all. No, 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 it was being spent on restructuring the debt so they could have <laughs> more money year to year to afford Manny Machado long term. Yeah, it all, all the, makes sense now, right? All the stadium costs, all and, the stadium. Yeah, it adds up, which is interesting also because uh, I haven't really talked about this. I was going to write something, but it's really untimely now. But Kevin Ac talked about forty million dollars of stadium improvements that they've made over the past. Uh, I don't, I forget X number of years, four years. So. You and I have been very active in putting in public records requests uh, for the Padres. Kevin Acey overestimated it by thirty oh, over thirty three percent when he did it. Like his like, math on what the Padres have uh, paid. It wasn't math. Like he just published what the Padres told him. He didn't do any fact checking, and this is all publicly available stuff. Like Voices San Diego puts this stuff in all the time. Apparently, the Union Tribune does not put in these requests, but you and I have have the records. They've spent about thirty million dollars on it, which Kevin Acey, you know, 
greatly overestimated. So this is totally not germane to the well, discussion we're having, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I had to go back and read what he wrote, because the Padres aren't on the hook for all of that money, so it's possible the city paid... No, those, part in, of those improvements are not shared. There are shared shared improvements, but things like the video board, those are not shared with taxpayers. Right, but I don't know if, if he was quoting a figure which included all ballpark improvements, and, right. it, Weird. He and didn't, it just reads he misleadingly. He didn't really flesh out those numbers. He just yeah. repeated with quotes yeah. what they said. But in any case... Can we just not talk about Kevin Acey? I mean, this is the Manny Machado day. We don't have to talk about Kevin Acey. <laughs> what a dickhead that yeah, guy is. Yeah, Well, I don't know. I, I had a different personal experience with him. But in any case... You're going soft. Yeah, so I You're guess, going soft, Marver. Yeah. Well, look, this is the day to be soft. <laughs> it is a day to AJ be soft. AJ Casavilla, we by the way, just tweeted... We were just looking at the Sports Center, and they were talking about the talking about the Padres and Manny Machado. It's so. pretty, pretty unreal. Yeah. Yeah, um... But AJ Castillo just tweeted out, you know, haven't checked in a while. How's Padres Twitter doing? And uh, I'm curious what your response is to this. I don't know if you actually responded to him. Um, I'm guessing it was some sort of boner gif. But but <laughs> I, mine was a, a scene from South Park where they're all just singing Kumbaya and and swaying back and forth. It has been a great uniter. It has. This it has. has been the galvanizing between this and and just uniting on crushing Buster Olney. I've added a, 63 followers today on Twitter. Nice. Which. Now I wasn't twi- doing now anything the, particularly great on Twitter today. Now the Twitter money will really come it's in. It's really rolling yeah. in, yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I've been saving a lot of boner gifs and a lot of jizz gifs for this. Just this occasion, and I've been unleashing them through a, it's, just it's, a slow, steady release of it's them. It's been pretty so, wonderful. I'm, it's just been a climactic, a climactic experience for all of us. How do you get that new tra- uh, tranche of boner gifs? Where did that come from? You know, I got a lot of sources. Dark web? <laughs> Dark, Dark web, yeah, of course. <laughs> Went on tour, used a, <laughs> a lot of the onion. <laughs> it was fine. Uh, Marva, I don't know if we have anything else. This has been great. Uh, a great Inland North County podcast here. Yeah, I mean, every time you say Inland North County for this area, though, I kind of want to fight you a little bit, because it's not Inland. It is actually Inland, yes. It is not. San Marcos I have is, them is Inland. Parts of San Marcos might be Inland. I mean, that's like saying San Diego's Inland. There are certainly parts of San Diego which are inland. I, I don't Rancho know why, you're, why are you being inland, so right? defensive about this. You sound like Poway people that are like, well, we're not East County, even though they're clearly East County. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I live on, with an ocean breeze, and a nice marine layer settles in, in in the evening. I got a nice ocean view. Yeah, I don't like being told it's inland North County. Yeah, but you're County. on the wrong side of the water, the water tank. What do you mean by that? There's a water tank right there. The right there behind us. Alga. Yeah. No, right there on Rancher Santa Fe Road, mm-hmm. and everything on this side is inland uh, North County. I don't see it that way. Mm. Everyone else does. Yes. Mm, I think it's just you. But in any case... You're being very elitist about this. There's nothing wrong with inland North County. I don't know why you're being so defensive about it. This is like Poway people thinking East County is an insult rather than a basic geographic fact. Next thing you're going to say is UC Santa Barbara is not a safety school. And we all know UC these Santa Barbara facts. is not a safety school. Your oh school boy. didn't even offer oh physics. Boy. Yikes. It didn't even offer physics. But hey, uh, going back to 2019 Padres, what is your. What would, I guess put yourself in Andy Green's shoes, you're, except you're not Johnny Hustle. You're just Jagoff. Uh, how do you set your lineup? What are you doing in the outfield? I mean, these are some of the, okay, this the is more a, pragmatic this is questions the that we I've now... Got. These, are, these are the things we actually can care about now yeah, rather than the, the bullshit. The, right? we, we, don't actually, the bullshit we actually anymore. care about the action on the field. <laughs> the which actual is baseball refreshing. decisions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I am curious what you think of this. I'd put out on Twitter that eventually... Look, I've bashed Eric Hosmer quite a bit, right? I was very against the signing. I'm still against the signing. But he's here. He's ours. He's here for, not four years, seven more years. So he's on the payroll, and I think that the goal of the team should be to try to find what's best for him, right? A, the best way to, to use this person in our lineup or whatever. What did you think of my idea of using him as a OBP machine, like a Brian Giles circa 2004-2005, sticking him in and lead off? Hosmer? Yeah. He's not a power hitter any. I mean, he's not a he's not a dangerous power hitter anymore. Um, it's not unheard of to have a leadoff hitter that's hitting 15 home runs a year, and he's he's one of the few people that we can really be confident in to have OBP. I mean, other than Machado, and I don't think we want Machado hitting leadoff. So, 
what do you what do you think of that? And, and maybe not this year, but I think it's something during that seven years that should be considered in how to transition him. Because yeah. at some point, Brian Giles lost his power, whether it was steroid, you know, not taking steroids or whatever oh, you Pe- think. Pecco was a major factor in that. Pecco, yeah. yeah. Whatever you think the reason is, Brian Giles didn't become valueless when he lost his power. No, he became super he, awesome. He, like, he would get on base every game. Right. Yeah. He, and I, I don't think Hosmer can ever reach Giles' OBP skills because they were not great. They were elite when yeah. he was with the Padres. <laughs> but I kind of see that as a natural transition for someone like Eric Hosmer because the way he hits, the way we've seen, like I don't think that's a number two hitter. I don't think that's a number three hitter. And I think that that I think there's a better use for him than sticking some, you know, Manny Manny Margot. In leadoff, yeah, like yeah. There, there's a better way to structure that lineup yeah. and to utilize, you know, a big money player that is going to play whether we like it or not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so I'm not as negative on Hosmer as a lot of other people are, but I'm totally open to some of these more exotic lineup ideas. I'd be, you know, excited to see how that would work out. Me personally, I would put Hosmer in front of Machado because he's just going to get awesome pitches to hit. Like whoever hits in front of Machado is just going to see strikes all day long, and it's going to be. Isn't Will Myers a better hitter, though, than Hosmer? I mean, if we're being honest, yeah, I mean, he's maybe. probably a better hitter. They're, they're comparable. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, sure, whoever you want to get the better pitchers, pitches, but, you put but them in front of them. Myers doesn't have Hosmer's OBP abilities. And that's really what I'm focusing in on when I'm talking about. And look, I don't know if this is the year. I, I actually think Hosmer will rebound some. I don't think he'll be a four-war player, but I think he will be better than he was last year. The, the one thing I do want to point out in your strategy, too, is that you know, Hosmer has a lot of ground balls, and ground balls are much better to hit when there's no one on base than when there are people sure. on base. Yeah. So, using him as, as you know, using him for his ability to reach base, and at the same time, you know, relegating his grounding into the double plays to be almost moot, betting leadoff is not a terrible strategy. I mean, there's certainly some thought behind that that I can get behind. I just personally would like to see him hit in front of Machado because I think that he could potentially have a major year with the pitches we'll see. Now, granted, so could a bunch of other guys. But, you know. I mean, honestly, I think Will Myers has, look, for all, all the bashing of Will Myers, I think he's got more offensive potential. Yeah. But I think the, the biggest thing is you just want to make sure that you get as many at-bats for Machado as you can. So sure. At, at the very worst, Machado should be hitting third. Yes. I think we'd all agree on that. I think hitting him second might be a bit... Aggressive. A bit, a bit too exotic and aggressive for, certainly for a very classic baseball Johnny Hustle manager and Andy Green, but... So I, I would probably put Urias and, and Hosmer at the top of the lineup. I was going to say Urias and then Hosmer, but I would be fine with it being flipped. And then Machado, Myers, Renfro, you know, and fill out the rest of the lineup that way. Hedge is eighth. Is, is Franchi even in the conversation? I was actually a little surprised MLB th- Network projected I think Franchi, Franchi a, into the lineup. I think Franchi should be in AAA, to be honest with you, to start the year. He can work out his, his major issue is strikeouts. And also, he's not the... Most reliable fielder in center field. I feel like he has a lot of potential. No, he's but a bad fielder. Yeah, I know. I, why? I he's not unreliable. He's bad. I think there's talent there. I mean, there's a difference between being untalented and unathletic. Bad, yeah. right? But, but being but, athletic and being fast is not good enough. I mean, like Will Myers is I totally athletic agree. and fast, and he was and, terrible. And, and, and generally, field. the place you try to hone those talents are in, in the minor leagues, which is, I think, he should be in AAA and, if for and, no and other reason too than that. Jankowski, who's kind of. You know, not talked about too much. Is actually a pretty useful player. Not with this. Yeah, he's got OBP nothing skills. Wrong, right? Nothing wrong with him making the team as the fifth outfielder because he can, he can, he can reach base in a pinch. He can play all three outfield positions. He can steal a base. You know, and Franchi's not are, a finished product. No, there, not there's at all. a lot of work there, and I think this is an important point for all of the outfielders because there was a lot of pressure put on by fans and and I think media where they're like, well, they're definitely going to trade some of these outfielders. There's a logjam there. But the thing with the outfielders is they all have, other than Myers, have like minor league options. Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything to send them down. Like you have the full right to do that. Yeah, and there's no reason to force a trade of a Hunter Renfro if you can park him in AAA. If you if you if that's what you want to do. No, I'd if, Ren- if you want to park, I, I'm not saying they should, but like yeah. he's got options. Yeah, yeah. Franmil Reyes, you can park mm. him there if yeah. you want to. Mm. Um, obviously. You don't have to, but like those are options, and, and and it's not like we're against the wall where we have to trade one of these yeah. outfielders. Like we should kind of wait it out, see who's going to contribute, and move forward. No, that's that, that's the approach I think I would have too. But like I said, if 
if you were able to at least maximize some of those expendable pieces for an arm now, that's the only scenario I would be more okay with it. But there's nothing wrong with having six guys sure. that could yeah. play outfield, you know? Some people call that a logjam. Some people call that depth. Like I call great, it depth. Great teams have depth. Yeah. And, and like, there's, I'm sure at some point there'll be a, a move to be like, well, we don't need Hudson Potts anymore. We got a third baseman. But like, that's why the Dodgers are so great. Because when someone gets hurt, they call someone up that can produce at the major league level. Yeah. Corey Seager gets hurt. They trade for Manny Machado. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't want Ty <laughs> France getting called up. And, and, and that's what you're counting on. Like, let's say this is 2020, right? And we okay. want to be a winning team that makes the playoffs. Manny Machado pulls a hamstring. Ty France isn't going to get us to the playoffs. Like, you want, you want to have a Hudson Potts who you think can yeah, be yeah, a sure. productive player that can move in and, and kind of fill that spot. Like, yeah. I don't know if 2020 is a year for Hudson Potts. No, no, I'm kind I, of estimating with that, but. By the way, another one of the, the, the pros to Manny Machado is that if Tatis comes up and he's either A, not as good, which is, I think, the worst case scenario, or B, gets hurt in some season, you can always move Machado to short. At least for some time, and you can call up some of the steps, the pots, the whoever. At it that is. point, you can sign Mustakis for a one-year. Con- I'm not. I'm not kidding. I mean, that, like the, these are the options that having a Manny Machado that can the play on ESPN. The Padres Manny Machado agreed a ten-year, three hundred million dollar deal. It's still unreal watching ESPN and seeing the Padres mentioned, let alone being the lead. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm gonna, I'm it's gonna crazy. grab some mayonnaise and head over to the bathroom for <laughs> about four to five minutes. So. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I think the main roster decisions, the biggest one is the outfield, for sure. I would be pretty surprised if it wasn't Margot, Myers, and Renfro as the main ones. I think those are the top, I think those are the most likely to, to gain playing time earlier in the year. Yeah. And if they struggle, I, the thing is, even two months is not enough time to really get a great read on a guy. So I would, for developmental reasons, send Franchi Cordero down. And once he has it figured out, then I think he is a he's a fair candidate. He's got a lot of talent for sure, but I think that's the but biggest. There's no thing. rush. Like we're, no rush. Our backs aren't against the wall. Like we can kind of play it no. slow. We can see what's going on. Like it's not it's not a desperate situation. So I think what we're, we're what we're kind of building up to here is that 2019 is not a lost season. Like it was a lost season yesterday. It's not a lost season today. 2019 is actually a building season. Like, they can actually yeah, use the term rebuilding. building. It's, not rebuilding. They have finally started building. <laughs> Mike D just wasn't here to see it. Yeah. It was like Eric Hosmer was a first block last se- offseason, and some of us were like, that's just a block. You mean, I, building. You mean I was, not you? <laughs> yeah. You, you're you the Hosmer lover, yes? I, I wouldn't say I was a Hosmer lover, but I was. I mean, a lot Stop. of my argument was that if this is the first in a series of moves, I'm okay with it. You know, this is a good point, which I'll eat crow for, because I, I think I said at the time that I was concerned that signing Hosmer was, was going it? to be a roadblock yeah. and that his salary would be used as, as an excuse in the future mm-hmm. for not signing other players, which was true until two and a half <laughs> weeks ago. It was true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was true until this morning when Peter Seidler and Ron Fowler both woke up and were like, hey, let's be the greatest yeah. owners in Padres history today. Which they are. Which they, which are. they are. Yep, <laughs> which they are. Wayne Partello is not the best CMO in history, though. I think he should still be removed from his job. But uh, other than that, I think I think we've finally got some great leadership here. Hey, and but hey, like we said, the Padres are at 110 million dollars of payroll, right? To be a World Series contender, it's still low. We've said this many times. That's not where it should stop. It has to go up. Um, it has to go up. It has to go up. And, and, and look, it won't, I look, think the look, data the data doesn't lie. The data is very firm on this. To be a world champion, you need to be spending plus or minus three percent at least of league average payroll. Yeah, I, I will say this though. I, I think for the one of the first times ever, there is evidence to suggest they will do that. I agree. I agree. And I, I hope. It's, I hope. It's a they, strange they, feeling. To be fair, Marver, though, yeah. they have never spent to that level. They, they have haven't. spent no. to this level. They yeah. spent to about one hundred and ten million dollars. Those are like franchise records for payroll. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that fans shouldn't. Look, but here's the thing. Here's I, the I thing. believe that if I ask you today, do you think they'll ever get to league average payroll? This ownership group, do you think they'll? Make- I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But what, what do you think the odds are? What do you think the odds were yesterday Look, versus hi- today? It's hi- obviously higher than 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 yesterday. I think it's gone up. You know, double but, digit. But what do you think the odds are? I mean, if, if we're being truly honest about this, that's a big jump in payroll. Fifty percent. You think it's fifty percent? Fifty percent. They'll get to league average in some year. Peaking. Peaking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like I think in Tatis' year three before he hits arbitration, but look, I think that's where the look, big push me, will be. It scares you know? me to death because that, that, without a doubt, is the ante, right? Yeah. 
And I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy here. I, they got to spend it. Like, like I think we're all in agreement. If we want to be a world champion team, they need to spend league average payroll yeah. at some point when we're going to compete. I'm not going to even and push for this year anymore. But like, no, no, they should be smart. It's got to it. happen. Yeah, no, no. But I think the thing for me is, if they if they got to that level right now, would I be happy about it? Sure, of course. But but I would rather have them be smart about it. All things considered, and I think the fact that they're as now paying Manny Machado three hundred million over ten yes. years gives me some confidence. Gives me, gives me some confidence and some data points. Yeah. That I can point you and say maybe they'll do it intelligently, and so I'm willing to say there's a 50 percent chance they'll get there. And I think if they do, honestly, if ownership three years from now has a league, or even next year or two years from now has a league average payroll with Manny Machado and all the youth coming up, I think they're actually like a World Series favorite. I agree. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but, but they got to do that. But they have to do it. Yeah, there has to be some execution. Like, don't just kick back on Easy Street. Right? Yeah, right, right, right. It's, yeah. Ron yeah. can't just start go shoving, you know, all the profits up his nose now. You know, some of that's got to go back to the team again. But right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we're but, in agreement. Great. Yeah. Great. Well, grants. Wonderful. Yeah. So are we done here? I think we're done here. I think we're done. Well, until next time, go Padres. Go Padres. Woo!